Welcome to the USAV Bandwidth Videocast. This is Chris Salazar Mangrum and Patrick Whipke of USAV. Today's guest, we're featuring Tim Albright of AB Nation. Tim is also the 2021 SCN Hall of Fame and AV resident expert. So, Tim, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. It's quite the intro. Yeah, uh, Tim, a little different, right? Roles are somewhat reversed because it's usually you're the host. Completely reversed. Are you kidding me? This is this is uh, this is uncomfortable. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> yeah, I like taking people out of their comfort zones, and I appreciate you you being here. But by any means, if you ever feel the need to flip the script, you know we can adapt. That's what this is all about, right? It's how to adapt. So if you ever want to put us in the hot seat and start asking us questions, then feel free. So we have a couple of topics teed up today. The first, you know, we're going to talk really a, a lot about the what we're calling the diversification of disciplines, or we've heard convergence of industry in the past. We've seen AV and IT coming over. Now we're talking a little bit more about other disciplines, such as security, structured cabling. We could even talk a little bit about the residential market. You know, So we wanted to keep it pretty open. Tim, get some insights from you. You've been around the industry for, I don't know, a couple of years? A, mi- a minute or two, yes. Yeah, just a couple. <laughs> Patrick obviously has been with us for a couple of years here at USAV. He has a, a 10, 20 year history within uh, within AV. Uh, Tim, give us a little insights on your background, if you don't mind. Yeah. So I, I came out of broadcasting and landed as a tech manager, taking care of a, a couple hundred rooms for a community college outside of St. Louis. And, and that led down a, a very interesting, rewarding path of learning how to program, learning how to design, maintain all these rooms. And uh, we kind of developed an internal integration team, certainly leveraged the, the, the channel, certainly leveraged integrators here locally. But we did what we could with these resources that we had. And it was a time, I and mean, we, we were in the state of Illinois, and Illinois has traditionally had budget issues, just like a lot of states. And so we were being squeezed. And so there we had to get trained by manufacturers, get trained by Avixa. Infocom at the time. And it was a learning experience that kind of thrust me in the heart of AV and, and helped feed that that love of this industry, getting thrown into the deep end. Yeah, I appreciate you sharing that. And, and Patrick, if you can, just quick highlights overview of your, your time in the AV industry and you know where you played a role within the integrator community. Yeah, sure. So coming out of college, I, you know, I was working for an integrator doing installation work, started as the installer worked on up to project manager. Then I jumped over to the residential market for a little bit just to see what was going on over there. And uh, I enjoyed my time over there, but you know, I, I thought I felt like a lot a lot of it was some smoke and mirrors and stuff was just way overpriced for, for what you were getting. So I, I I saw I saw my love back on the commercial side and for almost ten years was with the A V integrator out of Philadelphia. And then uh, about two years ago jumped over to USAV. So I've been all you know I've Worn many hats, just like Tim has. You know, I've I've done programming, I've done installation, I've done project management, operations. So it it, it was a good background to to you know have all of those tools in, in my uh, toolbox, if you will, to to now uh, bring that to USAV and kind of almost be the voice of the integrator for, from a USAV perspective. And and uh, I, I just enjoy networking with people and and bringing people together and helping everyone grow their businesses that that's the whole goal here yeah i couldn't agree more and you know it's interesting here and just the you know the history that you you both bring from a from an av perspective into just the industry and the conversation 
I, on the other hand, am fairly new to AV and the industry itself, maybe three and a half years prior to that, really on the security side with the integrators and manufacturers. And even prior to that, uh, really heavy with IT. So I've actually had a chance to see all three industries and everything from the integrators to what their offerings are to the manufacturers and, and service providers playing within each of those disciplines. And if you do that little Venn diagram, if you will, you know, that overlap between industries seems to get closer and closer as, as, the, two, as the, the three, if you will, start to find more commonalities. And, you know, Tim, just uh, first question back to you is, you know, your time that you had mentioned with an integrator having to learn within the, uh, from the VIXA and just industry trades and, and that type of education. You know, I see that really as that organic growth, really trying to invest the time, resources, money into your own internal teams, you know, to get you up to speed. But what are your thoughts about that approach with having a company trying to pivot or create a new division within their organization? So if they have an AV division, they're thinking of now going into security or into IT or structured cabling. Do you think that approach is healthy or what, what's just your take on the organic growth aspects? It's, it can be. And, and it's it, on, on the face of it, it, it seems daunting, right? You have, you have a couple different avenues there. One is identify people within your organization who have a proclivity for, those, for that discipline, right? They, or they already have existing existing knowledge base like let's say that let's take this the three of us here and, and then let you know if if we were talking about you know you chris and, and you you've got the networking background if we wanted to start an it firm out of an av right well we'd say okay chris has already got the skill set right he's already gone down that road he came he comes from that background let's have him help us kind of create that team but it's still a heavy lift so that you're either you're hiring new you're hiring an entirely new team or you're trying to train existing folks who may or may not be open to being trained depending on where they are in their in, in their in their career the other option and the other avenue there is to do an MA of some sort right either merge together with an existing firm depending on which discipline you're trying to get into or you acquire them if you're locally in in st louis i have a couple of buddies that have done just that they've added on to their offerings um, either by adding an IT firm, an electrical firm, or that another you know, friend was was acquired by a, an IT firm. Again, offering AV services to that IT firm because they were being asked by their clients. Right, it's it's more of a pull than it is a push at that point. There, the client and the customer, the the owner was was identifying needs that their clients were having and asking about, and so they, they decided to do a, an acquisition again to kind of further and and shore up their their offerings into different dis- disciplines. Yeah, no, you bring up a good point too. And, and Patrick, I was going to ask you a question on that because you've, you've been really ingrained with our integrator base, our manufacturer base, and just especially over the last year or so. Have you seen, I guess, what are you hearing in terms of the needs of the customer, right? The end users, are, they, are you hearing more of, hey, we just want a one-stop shop, you know, from an integrator or from a, from a solutions provider? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely the way that things are going. But I think from a, from an integrator perspective, you know, it's more than just the technicians get through about training. It's, it's the ops team that, that are backing that up. It's the engineers. And it's also the sales guys and teaching them how to sell this, this new stuff. You know, the integrators are, are, are used to doing what they know. And, and as soon as you take them outside of that comfort zone, it gets scary for everyone. It gets scary from the ownership perspective of, hey, we have to invest more money now into something that we don't know if we're going to get the return on our investment. That's scary from the sales guys because they don't know if they can trust the installers to, to perform to a level where, you know, they're going to look good in front of their client. 
So there's a lot of trust that is involved on the integrator side as to, you know, starting this new division and, and is it going to be successful? There's certainly going to be some, some roadblocks that are, that are going to happen, some things that aren't going to be foreseen that they're just going to deal with and, and take it on the channel a little bit. But I think in the end, if, if they do that, it will better their, their organization from a diversification standpoint and, and more offerings because that is the way end users are looking to go is to have that one throat to choke, you know, that they just assume that AV security and IT are all kind of the same thing. It's all low voltage. So can we just have one company come in and do it? And it's, it saves us from, you know, from a purchasing side, you know, cutting POs to multiple companies and onboarding multiple companies within their own purchasing system. So I do think having all of those offerings under one umbrella is huge for an integrator. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, 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 and Tim, just jumping back to you on as far as, you know, you mentioned the, the, the M&A strategy as one potential option, right? Uh, I think we'll get into that into the next segment. I'll dig a little deeper into that piece. As far as this, just what I'm referring to is that organic growth or let's just stand up a new business unit division within the company, I guess, you know, your take, right? So AV Nation is now going to become a division of IT Nation or Security Nation. I mean, how, how would you go about developing that other division? That way it, it, it attracts a broader audience and, you know, that IT director, the CIO, CTO is getting all the information from AV Nation, IT Nation, and so on. So you, you take a look at exactly what, what the skill sets of those individuals are, right? So quite frankly, from a, a, a market analysis and a, and a business analysis, you look at your biggest competitor, right, in IT or your biggest competitor in security. What do they have, right? What are the certifications? What lines do they carry? You know, who are the manufacturer relationships that they have? And you go after those, right? What do, you know, does your biggest, does the biggest IT firm in your city have us have, you know, 10 CCNAs? Do they have all of them? Do all of them have, you know, Cisco certification? Do all of them have certification for S3 or Amazon cloud service? You know, what, what is it that they offer? And then you take that as a roadmap because obviously it's working for them on some level. And yes, you are obvious, obviously copying and pasting and, and taking some advice and, and some direction from your competitors. But that's what we do in anything else anyway, right? Whether that is, you know, from a go-to-market strategy to the types of verticals that we go after to the education and, and the certifications that our employees have. We do that on a normal basis. And so whether that is a VIXA training, right? Or it is network security training or it's, you know, making sure that folks have uh, network security, as well as the other, you know, Cisco, and I, I keep picking on Cisco because CCNA is ingrained in my head from years, but other, you know, certifications from other server manufacturers, make sure that they have those and make sure that they're kept up, right? That's the other part is, yeah, it's great to, to get them once, but the other trick is to keep them up to date because whether that is a spec of some sort or, or an RFP of some sort, there are going to be certifications that are on those lists that are that are pretty mandatory and they're pretty common throughout the industry. So make sure that those are kept up to date and make sure that that you know your your employees you know keep their education sharp. Yeah, so certification tracking is always a always a fun one. I mean, because one's expiring and you know two months later, it, it is hard to keep up. And a lot of times with, with you know, the, the technicians and whoever else, the engineers getting certified, a lot of times they're going to have to do that, at, you know, after hours because they are so busy with, with other things that they have going on at work. So it, it's it's certainly a, a big ask, you know, to, to have the, these folks who are used to doing what they're doing to go and go, you know, train at night on, on some other disciplines. But you'll find that the ones that are thirsty for it will, will do it on their own just because they, they want they want to learn. And, and, and those are the ones that you want to look at 
as you know potential leaders in that new division. Yeah, no, good point. You know, I, I saw on the uh, VIXA report as far as growing industries within uh, the AV space, security was one, right? So if it's physical security or cybersecurity, what's really the the difference there, Tim, in your opinion, as far as either physical security or cybersecurity as a growing opportunity within AV? You've got two different segments there, right? And and my understanding of, of the two from people smarter than me on this is physical security is is you know uh, not to be silly but it is the the access to areas right that is where someone is trying to keep someone out of a physical area right so this is card reader this is keypads things of that things of that nature and that that's important certainly as patrick said it's low voltage right so this is this is kind of you know, the the folks are already in in that vein anyway cybersecurity is a whole different animal though and that uh, takes a another level and that is where we kind of marry the IT part of what we're all kind of learning and, and getting into. And we step it up and we start, you know, putting in, into, into place, you know, not just the education, but also standards and practices of, you know, our deployments and making sure that we're working with the clients to make sure that we are adhering to their security standards. And if they don't have any, God help them, we help them get there, right? Because today is not the day and age to, to not have security standards. Because if you have a business, you have a network. And if you have a network, you need to have security standards of some way, shape, or form. So helping our, our clients getting there. And the last part of that is, again, making sure that that we maintain, as dealers, maintain that, that our own level of security. Years ago, I was able to, to interview a young lady by the name of Teresa Payton, who I will go back to this interview for years. And she made the comment, it's not a question of if, the question is when you will get attacked. And I don't care who you are, you are going to get hacked or at least attempt to be hacked in some way, shape, or form. You have to be vigilant and you have to always maintain a level of security and, and constantly go back and, and continue to do audits. This is not something you do once a year. This is something you do once a month at a minimum to, with you and your security team to make sure that you're doing everything you can to protect yourself and and ultimately your clients. Yeah, I, I have to agree. I you know I feel like in the AV world, cybersecurity is it's scary and nobody wants to deal with it. And th- th- they kind of put it back on the their end user clients, you know, IT internal or external, whoever's managing their IT system, you know, the, the network and everything. I do see opportunity for for AV integrators to to sell that as a service for sure. Especially the the more that AV is going on the network. If the AV guys aren't selling it, someone else is going to sell it. So why not learn it and sell it and do it really well? Because ultimately, like Tim just said, it's everyone's going to get hacked or everyone's going to get attempted to be hacked. And so the more protection we can put in place earlier, the better we all are. And, and if we can make money doing it, why not? Why not? Yeah, absolutely. I think some of the integrator firms I've seen that have really that portfolio of the, the security you know, the physical security, even the cyber cloud-based solutions uh, and AV events, you name it, they're all very good at all of those things, right? Those are all their core competencies. And if your pivot from your core competency into a different division, you know, it has some degree of risk, you know, but you're, you're, you're hedging your bet essentially, right? So, you know, we talked a little bit about the industries, but I want to, I want to, I want to bring up, you know, something that's within the same bucket, if you will, but it's uh, the, the residential markets, right? So we, we talk a lot about pro AV or commercial AV. We actually met with a, a residential buying group. And, you know, we heard that they were actually up the residential 
AV was up nearly 30%. Uh, we do have some integrators within our network that have a commercial and a residential division. Residential actually kept the commercial afloat, the, the company afloat over the time. So Tim, what's your, what's your just perspective on the differences of, you know, a commercial AV integrator trying to stand up now a residential arm? Challenges there, uh, different client, obviously, but have you seen, heard just general feel about that type of an approach? I've seen actually from both sides. I've seen residential folks getting more into commercial and I've seen commercial folks trying to to get into the residential part. And I, I apologize, somebody somebody said this on online or, or in, a, in an interview that I've read recently. And so I don't know, I don't remember who to attribute this to. This was not me. But they made the comment, they said the same people that use your AV in the office are the same people that use it at home. And that that's important to note. And I think North America specifically, you know, particularly, has 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 traditionally separated those two. You know, we have a residential arm, we have a commercial arm. We've got a VIXA that services the commercial industry, you know, whether that's higher ed or government. And then we've got CEDIA that covers, you know, the residential part. In Europe, by and large, you don't have that. You have AV folks, right? You have AV firms. These are folks that go into your home and as well into your office and help you, you know, do do the do AV. And so shows like ISD are particularly interesting for folks like me. Because you go over there and you have the same dealer stopping by, you know, Savant, which is traditionally a, a predominantly a, a home com- control system, as those same people that they're going to stop by Crestron, right? And again, more commercial. Yes, both of them play in the other realms, but by and large, the, if you look at, at the percentage, that's what the, where the, those two companies live. Here, we didn't have that. And what really started it was the downturn, the housing bubble in the late 2000s where you had the, the residential folks because of the, the housing crisis, they started having to, to get in more into commercial. And at the time, they called it like commercial, but it was commercial, right? It wasn't someone's house, it was commercial. Now you've got the other side of that where you've got commercial dealers looking at, you know, the, the pullback on, on offices, the pullback on retail, on, on, on retail space as well as on, on office space and go, okay, where can we make inroads or where can we offset some of these losses, well, that's the home, whether that's the home office, right, where these are going to be commercially grade, commercial grade products that they're going to put in someone's home office to make them feel more like, you know, it's a working environment, as well as, well, we're already in there. So let's let's help them with their home AV, let's help them with their distribution system, let's help them with their lighting system and, and automation. And so you're going to have more and more of that. What's going to be really interesting to, to, to watch, and I don't have a, a vision of this, so I'm just, as somebody that watches and covers the industry, this is more my own kind of vision, watching what happens with the organizations over the next three to four years. Because as Avixa is realizing that, yes, there are more and more residential folks looking at, at them as the commercial answer, there are also, on the other side, more and more Eocedia looking at the commercial dealers, looking at them, as residential experts. And so watching what both Cedia and Avixa do over the next four to five years will be very, very interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know, since I've been on both sides, it, it, it's been interesting. I think you know there are companies that specialize in certain aspects of things that neither one want to touch. Telepresence and, and home, like actual home theater, like theater theaters 
are two where, you know, the residential guys play really well with the, with the home theaters and then the commercial guys do really good with telepresence and, and, and some of that UCC stuff. But there is a, a lot of blurred areas where you can go in and, and you know, throw up a, a presentation system, you know, and anyone can do that. So it, it is. And then you also see, you know, like the, the, the MDUs now that have both the, the living space and then the, the, the shared community space that it, those are two, you know, see the, the shared community space is kind of commercial and then you have the residential side. So th- there's definitely some interesting plays out there for, for integrators to do both. And as, as the technology evolves more and more, it's getting to be, you know, where they, they can do it. It doesn't matter. It's a display and it's over the network, whether it's a home network or, or a commercial network. Obviously, networks are very different from the home and, and the commercial space. But still, it's, it's endpoints on the network. Just matter how you secure it and, and and what's going on. So it, it will be really interesting to see how how those areas, the commercial area and the residential, start to get blurred more. And because for, for a while it was, oh, we do residential, we're not touching pro, and we do pro, we're not touching resi. Now you're starting to see more and more. Oh, maybe we'll, we'll, we can take a look at that now. You know, it, it, it's it's really starting. And I think it's, that's going to continue to evolve, just like security. Oh, we, we, we do AB, we don't do security, you know, whereas now it's like, well, we, we could throw a card reader in for you, or we could throw a video camera in for you. And that, like Tim said earlier, that, that just comes from the, the demand of the customer. You know, the, the client just says, it's only a couple of cameras. Can you guys just, just do it? I don't, I don't want to hire someone else just to, you know, do a couple of cameras or a couple access readers. And that's how it just starts to, to grow from there. And then they do that. And like, well, if that was pretty successful. So now let's, let's, let's go to market with that. And, and that's just, yeah, that, that's how it, it snowballs. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Good conversation. You know, we've heard, and I don't know if this was on your, your station, Tim, or what, but we've heard a couple of terms, prosumer and resumercial, right? When we talk about this space, it seems that, you know, manufacturers, distributors, a little bit more apt to you know, be able to accommodate you know, the, the residential commercial markets with products to some degree. As far as integrators go, standing up a division, you heard what Patrick mentioned about, you know, some people, if they're just truly traditional, conventional, commercial or residential, they don't really look at stepping over the aisle, if you will. I guess as a betting man, if you were a betting man, you had an integration firm, would you look to, and you're a commercial integrator, AV integrator, would you look to then try your hand at opening up a residential division? or go into security, physical or cyber IT, I guess, what would be your play? Just closing thoughts on that. Yeah, so, so based on what I know of the, of the market, I would totally go into residential. And this is the reason why. First of all, market saturation, at least here locally in the Midwest, there are a lot of security firms. And so the, the, the challenge is, is getting heard above that noise, right? Trying to make your, your mark in an already crowded field. I'm not saying that you couldn't, but, but the, 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 the lift on that would be much, much heavier. Whereas trying to go into residential, not that there aren't residential dealers here, but you've already got a play. And that play is, you know, let's help you with your work from home. Let's help you with your home office. Let's help you with this. And leveraging the efficiencies that you've learned in the commercial space, because let's be frank, commercial space and the commercial margins are much less than they are in the residential. 
they're much tighter. And so you've got to learn efficiencies when you're dealing with commercial. And so taking those efficiencies that you've learned and applying them to the residential market makes a lot more sense to me, at least, again, working with the the, the market that I'm dealing with here, whether that's St. Louis or Chicago, kind of in the in the Midwest here, makes a lot more sense. And, and the, you're right about the manufacturers. They don't care where you put this, their gear. They just want you to buy their gear, right? They don't care if it's somebody's house or in their in their office. And so they're going to help you regardless of which path you go down. And, and I, I think, you know, t- to your point earlier, you have to look within your organization to see what kind of strengths and talents you have to then use those to, to grow that, that, that side. So if, if you have some, some really good installers who are really good at fishing wires and installing speakers, then maybe you look at the residential side. Or if you have some really heavy hitters on security and, and, and IT that, that are, are really jazzed and excited about those, then, then that's where your focus is. But yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're looking internally first, see, see, see who, who your stars are, your, your, your A, A guys and, and see what, what their passions are. And that, that, that's what I would look to, to grow. Well said. Well, I appreciate your time, gentlemen, on this topic. We talked diversification of disciplines, a little bit of convergence of industries, but then ultimately landed on somewhat of the same industry, you know, still AV, but looking at pivoting between uh, commercial into residential. So, Tim, we're looking forward to you joining us on the next one as we talk a little bit more about mergers and acquisitions. So thank you both for your time. All right. Thanks. Cool.